Welcome to All Turns and No Breaks with Tam and Renee. This isn't an ordinary show. This is NASCAR Talk for fans by fans. Hey, NASCAR fans. This is All Turns, No Breaks with Tam and Renee. I am Renee. She is Tam. Hey, hey. How are you, Tam? How are you, Renee? I'm great. You know, I'm always great. You know? I would ask you, how was your weekend? But I feel like before we jump in the weekend conversation, <laughs> yeah. we need to acknowledge what happened in Las Vegas, which is, as you guys listen to the show every week, so you know that is Renee's yep. stumping grounds, his <laughs> second residency. Yeah, you know, we're talking about Las Vegas. Yes. And, and, you know, that stuff that just unfolded yesterday, it's just one of the most horrific things ever. And um, the one thing that I can tell you I'm thankful for is that I woke up this morning, a massive amount of text messages on my phone, family and friends asking me, are you okay? Just want to make sure that you're safe. I know you go to Vegas all the time. I don't know when you're in Vegas other than when I see you on social media, but I just wanted to make sure that you're okay, blah, blah, blah. And this is like an over and over abundance of text messages I got this morning that said the same thing. And I want to tell you, that made me feel great because, it, it, you know, I was like, these, <laughs> these people do love me. <laughs> and uh, But it was really nice to, to see those text messages, Tam, because it was... Um, it was it was heartbreaking, you know, and uh, I actually had a friend that was out there at that specific concert the that it happened at, and um, I surprisingly got a hold of her on the phone, and I mean you could hear all this commotion in the background, Tam. She's crying hysterically, and I mean she was just a hot mess, you know. I couldn't hear. Her, I'll be honest with you. And then the phone hung up, but uh, it was very disturbing. And that keeps replaying over and over in my head. And I just want to tell the listeners out there that if you know somebody out there, if you if you knew somebody that was out there, family, friend, an acquaintance of any sort, uh, I'm going to be honest with you. My my thoughts go out to you and your friends or family and their friends and family. I can't begin to tell you how horrible that situation just is. Tam, I, I, I'm just almost at a loss of words. I feel like I want to get emotional, but I'm not going to. <laughs> yeah, it's a very sad situation. When I woke up in the morning, first of all, my neighbors were up all night watching a football game screaming, which I never hear my neighbors, which is interesting. But when I woke up, I have like this ritual. I check Twitter because I feel like Twitter always breaks the news stories. Mm -hmm. I mean, I've said it before. I found out Michael Jackson had died on Twitter. Right. And then I jumped to TMZ. Or was it TMZ then Twitter? (laughs) But however it went, I feel bad. But yeah, Twitter has become a really big news source because there's so much information constantly on Twitter. But with that being said, I checked everything and then I saw the news. And I don't usually turn the TV on until about 6 o'clock. But I immediately turned on the TV at 4.15 a.m. in the morning and went to CNN. And CNN is pretty much late, but they were on it with this story. And I just had a sense of sadness come over me because I just feel like I'm thankful to get up in the morning. Mm -hmm. But I always feel like there's this hopelessness and despair for the world. Yeah. I don't feel hopeless myself, but when I think about the activities that are happening 
around the world because it's just not in the United States. It's worldwide. It's just a sense of sadness. It's almost like I feel like every day, what is it going to be today? Yeah. You know, so. You know, Tim, the the only other thing I want to say about that is this is one of those moments and this is one of these events that's going to go down as where were you when that happened? I was uh, having a, a late night dinner with uh, some friends of mine who I met up with last night because uh, we were at an open mic doing just a, a, a small show. And we went to go get a, a quick bite to eat at a small bar uh, that was in the area. And one of my buddies was like, dude, are are, are you looking at this TV? Because there was a TV on. And he's like, dude, are you looking at this TV over here? Look look what it says. It says there's a shooting going on in Las Vegas. And I look up and you see, you see all of this unfolding going, what is going on? And then that's how I realized I remembered that my friend was over there. And then I said, what transpired? But you know what, Tim, this is just sad. And I I refuse to let these kinds of people who terrorize us like this, uh, I refuse to let them win. And I'm going to continue to go to these concerts. I'm going to continue to go to these festivals. I'm going to continue to go to these events. Uh, whatever event it is, I'm going to continue to go to sporting events. I'm going to still go to a baseball game. I'm still going to go to a football game. I refuse to let these people win, Tam. And that's the way I feel about it. And then I, I, I just, it, it makes me angry. It really does. But it also hurts my heart to see this kind of stuff happen. I mean, I'm human. We're all human. And I think uh, all of us should not let them get the best of us this way because that's what they want us to. They want us to be scared. Yeah, uh, well, refuse, it's, it's a joy still, like, we're sitting here really wanting to talk about NASCAR, but we have to address this issue. Yeah. And it's become every week. Like I always watch news programs, especially sports and mm-hmm. well, sports programs. And I would say, they talk about politics too much. I don't want to hear that. And I find myself in the same situation because you cannot not come on and just jump into some NASCAR talk when people lost their lives over some senselessness. Yes. So it's hard to avoid. It's just hard to avoid. But on that note, our condolences go out to everyone that was affected. I mean, not so much as everyone affected in Las Vegas, but just worldwide. Like yeah. there was a hashtag that said, pray for the world. Yes. And regardless if you believe in God or you don't, but I think it's safe to say because most NASCAR people believe in three things, NASCAR, God, and country. That's true. <laughs> that our listeners are believers. Yeah. And if you Jehovah Witness, whatever you are, yeah. go into some prayer and some meditation, some deep whatever thought, some positive energy, because we all need it. So on that note, not that we could really transition into some NASCAR talk, but hey, that's yeah. what we're here for. We're going to jump into some NASCAR talk. And if we sound a little bit different today, that's my fault. We have no microphones. Well, we have microphones, but I actually well, forgot the adapter. So That's right. Tamban forgot the adapter. So Yeah, so you're listening to us you're, live you're in You're listening stereo. to us live on the backup mic. Oh, yeah, the backup <laughs> mic. Okay, <laughs> if that's what you want to yeah. call it. But nonetheless, so we're going to talk some NASCAR right now just to give you a quick show rundown. We are going to give you a breakdown of everything that happened in Dover. We're going to talk about Kyle Busch win because all he does is win, win, win. We're going to go over the top 10. We're going to break down the playoff standings. We're going to talk about who's in and who's out because four guys did not make it to the next round. 
we are going to talk about the Ryan Newman and Jeff Gordon drama. I can't wait for that one. You guys already know it's yep. drama. And Kyle Petty chimed in and had something to say. We're going to go over Dale Jr. situation mm-hmm. because, you know, that's what Renee does. He gives you a Dale Jr. update every week. We are going to tackle some hot topics and pretty much NASCAR was quiet this week. The only real hot topic, and I, I'm making it a hot topic. I don't think it's necessarily a hot topic to anyone else, but I want to talk about how NASCAR had white Clef John from the Fuji group mm-hmm. give the command. I just thought that was a little ill timing or maybe it was meant and designed like yeah. that. And, you know, NASCAR stands silent on everything. Aside from Dale Jr., nobody said anything about the protest. So we'll dive into that a little bit. And then we're going to hit it and end it with our fan comment of the week and some predictions. So it's going to be a pretty quick show today. I say that all the time to Renee, but... (laughs) I know, and then it ends up being like 45 minutes to an hour. (laughs) I'm still talking because if you Uh, listen to the show each week, you know I do most of the talking. But on that note, let's jump into the recap and break down. Well, before we even get into recap, let's break down the top 10 from Dover. Oh, yeah. Kyle Bush, <laughs> he ran down Chase Elliott. We, you know, we're going to talk about whether or not yeah, Chase go, go Elliott ahead, go choked. Ahead finish the top 10 and we'll get yeah, to that. So Chase Elliott came in second, Jimmy Johnson third, Martuex Jr. fourth, Kyle Larson fifth. And it was interesting because Kyle Larson at one point had the lead. And then he ended up coming in fifth. Mm -hmm. My man Clint Boyer came in sixth. Dale Earnhardt Jr. seventh. Daniel Suarez eighth. Jamie McMurray ninth. And Brad Keselowski came in tenth. Some notables included my man, my quiet assassin, Matt Kensick, came in 11th. And I know... (laughs) That's a cough, as in being sarcastic. There was a lot of talk about <laughs> Matt Kenseth <laughs> not making it to the next round of the playoffs. But yeah, I don't know what, have, what idiot didn't think he was going to make it. Oh uh, yeah, my goodness. Now Ryan Newman, he came in thirteenth. Casey Kane fourteenth. Austin Dillon sixteenth. Kevin Harvick seventeenth. Ricky Stenhouse Jr. nineteenth. Kurt Busch twentieth. And Ryan Blaney. Came in 23rd. Should we talk about the race or should we Yeah, let's talk about the, the race real quick. Yeah, then we'll go into the playoffs. Yeah, I know there was a lot of question about Chase Elliott not being able to finish. This sums up what we have been talking about for a long time. And I think what a lot of people come to realize and come to a conclusion that this is a mental thing with Chase. This is complete mental breakdown of not being able to finish a race. I don't know what it is, Tam. If you got an answer, I'd, I'd love to hear it. But this, this kid is really, really killing himself mentally with being unable to finish strong because he could have easily had that race. And now, granted, he ran into a little, tr- a little bit of traffic on that track towards the end, especially on that last lap. And I thought that that killed a little bit of his momentum. Now, what I thought he should have done was made it a quick adjustment. And it seemed like he just waited too long and then he couldn't and he just didn't. And so that is why he lost, and Kyle Busch just does what Kyle Busch does. He wins. We posed this question on Twitter, and we simply asked, did he choke, or was Kyle Busch that good? There was one person who chimed in and said that it was a combination of both. 
And then I had a couple of people get mad at us saying we shouldn't use the word choke. I don't know what to call it when you're in the lead and you don't finish. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, maybe, okay, I should be a little softer. He didn't close out. But I don't know what else to say at this point. Like, we're on our, this is our 61st episode. And a good 30 episodes we've dedicated to talking about Chase. Mm -hmm. As someone who's interviewed the young guy twice, and I've hung out with him at the track, and I adore, and I'm going to use that word adore because I am a lady. Mm -hmm. I adore Chase, and I really like Alan, his crew chief. Great bunch of guys. But at this point, I don't know. Like, something's wrong. Like, you were there, and you didn't finish. Yeah. Some people blame the crew chief, but at the end of the day, you're in the lead, and you're behind the wheel. Yeah, the crew chief is in your ear saying something, but whether you decided to run the high line, the low line, or it was traffic, because, you know, that's just what happens at Dover. There's traffic. Yeah. I don't understand how you get ran down. Yeah. It was like Usain Bolt was 50 meters ahead and then some track runner ran him down. Now, we know Kyle Busch is not just some driver. Right. But, geez, what is the problem? I know. I don't know. I don't want to say he choked, but I'm going to call it what it is. Right. Well, I know my man Jimmy Johnson came in third quietly. I really thought Larson was going to pull that out. I thought he was going to make me look even better than I had the last couple of Larson, last couple of races. you thought was going to make you look good? Well, I mean, because, well, I, cause, you know, I, I figured Kyle Larson was going to win that race. And I, I just don't know why. And I, I felt like he was. And he seems like he was racing really well. But he just seemed like he, he, he just lost it at some point. And then, I don't know. I mean, I mean, races are races and, and, and the drivers are, are, are who they are. But uh, I, I really thought Kyle Larson was going to win that race. But it was, it was good to see my man Jimmy Johnson come in third. Well, Jimmy came in third indeed. However, people thought Jimmy, you know, he's the dominant driver. He's Mm -hmm. won so many races at Dover. Maybe he was going to do something. That's what I think a lot of people thought, Mm -hmm. but it didn't didn't work out like that. On that note, I guess it's time to jump into the playoff standings, unless there's anything else we need to talk about from the race, other than just to remind you guys, that's two in a row from Kyle Busch. Mm-hmm. He won last week and he won this week and he may win next week. Unless Truex beats him to it. Yeah. You know what? I was a little, I don't want to say disappointed in Truex, but I was disappointed. I feel <laughs> like I'm disappointed if he doesn't win or come in at least second place. Right. But a top five is not bad. Not bad at all. Let's jump into the playoff standings. What we know to be true is Truex is still number one. Mm-hmm. Kyle B, as in Kyle Bush, Mr. Rowdy, is in the second spot. Kyle Larson is in third place in the playoff standings. Brad Keselowski quietly is in fourth. And I don't recall, oh, he was 10th at Dover. Okay. Yes. So he had a top 10 finish. Jimmy Johnson is fifth in the playoff standings. Harvick, Harvick is fortunate that he racked up all those points. Because Harvick didn't do too good at Dover. As I mentioned earlier, he was 17th at Dover. Yeah. And then we know the week before, he didn't finish the race. Denny Hamlin is still hanging on. He's in seventh place. Stenhouse Jr. You know what? How about that Stenhouse? Yeah. Stenhouse. Okay, let's just put it out on the table. We can't see you, but I'm going to ask the question, and I want you guys to raise your hand. 
How many people out there listening to this podcast really thought and imagined Stenhouse Jr. winning two races and making it to the second round of the playoffs? Yeah, you know, I, I know I, none of you guys have your hands up. <laughs> Nobody, everybody's quiet. I know we talked about it last last week, and and I knew somehow just Stenhouse just had something. I knew he was going to quietly sneak in to the next round. Part of me didn't think he was going to make it, but something something told me I was like, I don't, you know what? I don't know what it is, but I just feel I I feel like he's going to make it in the next round, and I'm so glad that he did because he okay because he did. Well, finishing the playoff countdown and the standings, Blaney, as in Ryan Blaney, is still in the ninth spot. Chase Elliott is in tenth. And that's pretty interesting considering that Chase, I feel like he was a little higher up. This round proved not to be great for him. Matt Kenseth, my man, is still in the playoff, still in the championship hunt, but he's barely hanging on in the 11th spot. And Jamie McMurray made it through to the second round. I'm happy for Jamie McMurray because it has to be a lot of pressure quietly put upon him as a veteran driver on a team with a young guy, a young gun like Kyle Larson, who, as we would say as bowlers, because Renee and I both bowl, that guy is stroking. Yeah. He's stroking, you know? So, hey, more power to Jamie. So that was the 12 drivers who made it through. So now we have to talk about those four who were eliminated. Ryan was eliminated, Mm -hmm. as in Ryan Newman. And we know he had words with Jeff Gordon, and we'll jump into that (laughs) right after this. (laughs) Austin Dillon was eliminated. And I can't say that I didn't see that one coming. For some reason, I just saw that coming. Casey Kane was eliminated. Mm -hmm. (sighs) That's all I'm going to say on that. And if you couldn't hear me, let me say that louder. (sighs) Okay. Kurt Busch, I don't know. That's a little like you won Daytona. You got yeah, eliminated. You know, I, that I, was a little weird. That is the one that I didn't see coming. I seriously thought Kurt Busch would at least make it to the 12. Mm. Okay. I know you've been dying. Let's talk about Ryan Newman and Jeff Gordon and the drama, not drama I don't, whatever between it, those two yeah, because what, it seems what, like it's cleared up. It was just like... <laughs> Ryan being Ryan, but we saw another side of Jeff. Like we've seen throughout the years, Jeff will throw a punch. Yeah. Yeah. Shockingly, because, you know, now all I think when I think of uh, Jeff Gordon is him vacationing in Monaco and on the French Riviera. Yeah, I know. But at this point, you know, he wasn't vacationing anywhere. He was uh, over there at Chase Elliott's uh, uh, camp uh, sitting up over there. I I was just rooting him on. and, And I thought that was awesome. And he had a, a little sarcastic words to say to Ryan Newman uh, as he as he was as he was passing by Ryan, and you know when you when you make a comment to Ryan Newman, and if he feels like you're being sarcastic or condescending, and he takes offense to it, did you see the way he swole up and and walked over to Jeff and punked him? Because <laughs> you know, that's what basically he did, Tam. He punked him. What happens is, and somebody said this. But I'm going to laugh because it's funny. He loses the neck. His shoulders swell up. Right? <laughs> and you guys at home can't see what I'm imitating, but that's why that's why Renee's like, laughing what, so what, hard. What'd you say? Because what, what, what'd you say? I'm, I'm doing my, my Ryan Newman impersonation. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, you know what? That is one fight I would not want to see because I, I he would destroy Jeff Gordon. 
And uh, I mean, not saying that Jeff Jeff Gordon wouldn't, you know, just not put up a fight, but I mean, Ryan Newman is the last guy that I want to mess with. But I'm you know sorry. what though, people always say like Ryan. Have, I want to go in the archives and help me out. Tweet us or leave us a comment on Facebook. And by the way, we're on Facebook. We have picked up a couple of followers, but not as many on Twitter. Head over to Facebook.com and search for All Turns No Breaks. Our user is Turns No Breaks. But if you search for All Turns No Breaks, you'll find us. But I want you guys to leave us a comment if you can answer this. I don't ever recall Ryan Newman getting in a fight. Hmm, that's a good question. Yeah, I'm gonna I, have to I, Google I, that. I, one. Yeah, I think he's been in many arguments. I, I think he's been into a handful of uh, uh, confrontations, uh, verbal confrontations, but uh, never, never a punching kind of thing. I think you're right. Let's go into our Dale Jr. segment here. So uh, Dale Jr. feeling very optimistic. Obviously, he came in the top ten, finished seventh at Dover, and he really feels optimistic with this top ten finish. And they know this doesn't mean anything. Uh, you know, he's not in the playoff and just trying to salvage something uh, for the season. But he feels optimistic that he can use this as going forward into the next uh, couple of races that maybe he can finish and be a spoilers in some kind of way uh, going forward. And you know what? That's all he can be right now is a spoiler, Tam. That, I mean, it, it, it is what it is. And unfortunately, he's just had a season of just just disappointment and disaster. Uh, there was a, another piece of news that, uh, and not much to say about Dale Jr. this week, but uh, there was a small other piece of news saying that Dale Jr. might race in late models. Now, Earnhardt said that he might compete occasionally in the late model racing after his retirement for the Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series. But he said if he did, he'd likely show up unannounced and sneak into the track under the radar. And he said he would do it as Billy the Kid. Now, obviously, he said this is just a joke. Don't take it seriously because he said his wife, does make the decisions, and uh, he's going to have to talk to her about that, even if he decides that he really wanted to do that. But nevertheless, uh, not much Dale Jr. news going on other than what we talked about, and that's it. Well, Billy the Kid may be coming to a track near you. Never know. And just so you know, it's really Dale Jr. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I know. (laughs) Well, that was not a lot of Dale Jr., talk today What's no not, not much going on well dale jr is dale jr and he's just trying to uh lay low and uh, finish the uh, season out on a good note and obviously he's starting off right uh, coming in seventh yeah i listened to his um periscope after the race and he kept that kind of brief as well mm-hmm. okay well let's what else is going on in nascar i know there oh i wanted to talk about white clef jean giving a command at the race at dover right I just felt that, and I'm going to go there because although we don't like to talk politics and race and religion on this podcast, I just felt that it was a setup. The timing of it just kind of stunk. And Wyclef came out and he issued some comments because, of course, journalists asked him about his thoughts about the national anthem and stuff. And he skirted around the question he didn't really give an answer one way or the other but i just thought it was just ill-timed only Mm -hmm. because i don't know well i don't want to say because he's black i'm just saying like what sucks to be honest sometimes i think even from singing the national anthem to giving a command nascar tries their hardest to integrate entertainers in the commands whether it's 
somebody who has a movie coming out or something like that. And I just feel like they could be doing a better job in regards to that. Like there was a really good story about Sean Merriman, the former football player who is the owner of Jesse's team, who Jesse runs in the KNS series. And he brought a bunch of kids to the track because he talked about how he was converted into becoming a NASCAR fan. And Mm -hmm. I thought it would have been great to see him give the command, considering, you know, you guys did this great piece on him. I don't know. I just seem... Yeah, and he has some kind of relation with the sport of NASCAR. I totally get it. It just seems And that is just like so coincidental, you know, Wyclef. And you're going, really? Okay, right after what just happened <laughs> last week, I, I totally get it. Yeah, too. I don't know. Uh, I, I don't want to sound like a a hole. No, but, no, but I, you know what? Um, I I'd have to agree with you. It it just it certainly looks that way. And whether it is or not, I mean, and I know Wyclef skirted around that whole question, but I think he was just trying to keep himself out of it and stay neutral for whatever reason. He has his own reasons for doing that. But yeah, it definitely looked fishy. Yeah. Okay. So that's enough about that. Well, since I'm saying that's enough about that, just really quick, NASCAR seems like that's enough about the anthem because they're quiet about it. They have not said anything aside from Dale Jr.'s tweet. Mm -hmm. There's not been a, oh, well, NASCAR did put out the short little statement that says, we don't really care. Translation. That's my translation because that statement they put out was so like, okay, we don't have that problem in NASCAR. One (laughs) of the reasons why you don't have that problem is Say, what if somebody really wanted to take a knee? They wouldn't get out of a NASCAR track alive. So that's why you don't have that problem. I don't know if it's great to rule by fear because that's what it is. I'm sure somebody at one of these races really doesn't want to stand and wants to take a knee, but they wouldn't. Because I'm being honest, even if I wanted to, I wouldn't. Because <laughs> I would not get them. I'm going to be honest I, with you. <laughs> I have to agree with you on that. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, so I just feel that I'm going to be honest. I had a conversation with a good friend of mine. I'm not going to divulge too much information about him, but he's an executive at, uh, he works for a major league baseball team. Mm-hmm. And... Everybody kind of, you know, they know I'm Tam, Miss NASCAR girl. You know, I'm a black girl who likes NASCAR. Mm-hmm. And not only likes NASCAR, I know a lot about NASCAR. This. I know more than most. I You'd be you surprised. I just don't even come on here <laughs> and talk about it. But, you know, I know a lot. That'd be a and, whole different podcast. <laughs> yeah. My friend, he, he kind of, you know, he let me know what he thought. And he was a... He wasn't a NASCAR fan, but he was somebody who would watch it. I mean, he knew he knew more than most people about NASCAR. He mm-hmm. watched it occasionally, and he he was a little like he put it out there. Huh? He just was over it, and I kind of shared his sentiment. Something happened to me, and something mm-hmm. changed my love for NASCAR. Like I still love the sport, and obviously, I'm still talking about it, and I still write about NASCAR, whether it's on BeyondTheFlag.com. I actually have something in the works where I may be writing for another huge publication, but more on that later when it happens. But something changed with me. Not that I didn't know NASCAR to be what it is, because that's one thing I like about NASCAR. It is what it is. There's nothing sugarcoated. But the whole Richard Petty comment, the whole Richard Childress comment, and then the way NASCAR 
skirted around the issue and reading all the responses to Dell Jr.'s tweet, it affected me. I'm not going to give you too much of how and why, but you know where I'm going. It definitely... I know exactly where you're going. It, it changed me. It changed my perception. The fact that I didn't even want to go to Talladega, I love Talladega. Mm-hmm. But I will tell you, Talladega was one of the first places that I really kind of was like, oh, that's a Confederate flag. Yeah. Because we, I grew up in California. Don't, I don't, you know, <laughs> it's not the way of life. Right. And I know somebody out there is probably like you liberals. Well, if that's where we are, that's where we are. I just grew up happy. Yeah. No, I, you know, I, the I totally only, understand. only drama that I grew up with was my mother was crazy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But not, but not in a bad way. My mother was just, she was funny when I was growing up. I didn't have a lot of rules and regulations. I just, I had a easy life. Right. But, you know, I grew up in, in Los Angeles, but I also spent a lot of time in Kern County up by Bakersfield. But And I don't even have any bad memories growing up and being in Bakersfield, which is crazy. Because no. Bakersfield is about as close to the South as you're going to get in <laughs> California. I yeah. mean, you well, guys. No, I, seen, I totally understand yeah. where you're coming from. You've seen I, the special on Kevin Harvick and where he come from. Yeah, yeah that's, that's Kern <laughs> County. But nonetheless, so yeah, that's that. I don't know. Did you want to chime in? No, or? you know what? I, the only thing I can tell you is that uh, when it comes to that and the whole, and I understand how you feel when it comes to the Confederate flag thing and everything. I grew up in, in San Antonio and Houston, this, uh, Southern Texas. And I'll, I'll be honest with you. Now, I'm Latino, I'm of Hispanic descent. And but I understand that the Confederate flag and what it stands for means I think more personal to people of color, especially the African American community. And I understand that it's more sensitive to them. I don't personally understand because I'm not African American. I'm Latino. I'm Mexican. And I but I understand if that makes any sense. But it didn't offend me as the way that it does offend you. And what doesn't I see? That's the thing. I don't have any connection. Yeah. I feel bad sometimes because I I didn't grow up in the South. So I didn't grow up faced with the issues, I guess. You know, I don't know much about it. I'm I'm being honest. I didn't grow up like that. But now that I do know, I'm not necessarily offended because I feel like to each his own, long as you don't do anything to me, that's kind of how I've always lived my life. But it okay. is what it is. I just think in the light of what's going on, just to clarify my comments earlier, in the light of what's going on now, I'm not excited about going to Talladega. So yeah, I guess that's okay. the best way to put it. But go ahead. Perfect. No, and I was done. I was just going to say, you know, but I, I understand. And, and even though that I can't understand how African-Americans feel in general, I do understand how you know, they feel and why they feel that way. And if I was African-American, I'd probably feel the same way too, I'm sure. Okay. Unless I grew up in the South. <laughs> yeah, I didn't grow up in the South, so I don't have any comment. There you go. Okay, well, speaking of comments, let's go on to our fan comment of the week and some predictions, and we will close out the show. Not a bad episode, pretty quick. Yeah. Okay, our fan comment of the week comes from our Twitter chat. We tell you every week, but we're going to tell you again this week. Join us on Mondays at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on the Twitter to talk some NASCAR talk. We have a bunch of people each week that chime in. We have some faithfuls. We have some people who miss the Twitter chat, and they chime in after the Twitter chat is over. 
just because they love talking NASCAR and we love talking NASCAR with them. Our Twitter comment of the week is about Danica Patrick. We posed a question on Twitter. Is Danica done with NASCAR? Do you think she is headed back to IndyCar? She said she isn't planning on returning to open wheel racing, but also said never say never, as I've said for many years. And we asked people to share their thoughts. So if you were wondering why that question was so long, it's because I've hacked away to add more than 140 characters to Twitter. We weren't chosen to because and, and if you don't know, Twitter now allows some users to type 280 characters because right. I'm Tam and I'm Swift and I'm savvy. <laughs> I was like, oh, and you I like want to talk and you like to type. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> I want to figure out a way how we can share 280 characters. Right. So I cracked the code. Just some responses. And we actually got quite a few responses from that. Daily NASCAR Scoop. He writes, I think she's done with NASCAR. There's a lot of things for her to fall back on off the track. Hashtag NASCAR. And let's see what else we had. Who else responded to that question? Front Row Kenny, who is a faithful listener to the show. He says, I think the whole racing deal with Danica is done after this season. I think TV will be the next thing for her. I didn't think about TV. That's interesting. I never even thought about that either, but I think she'd probably be great. Yeah. Larry Lee at user LBLEE58, he says seats in IndyCar are at a premium now as well due to teams cutting back. Not sure why, but I have a feeling she will be in the number 27 car. Wow. The number 27, is that Paul Menard? (sighs) I thought they announced something with Paul Menard. Oh, wow, man. Is it, I, I, I think I, I the 27th is Paul be, Menard. Yeah. You know, it's like I couldn't remember Jeffrey Earnhardt's number <laughs> last week. <laughs> and speaking of Jeffrey Earnhardt, did you see him run into the wall? No. <laughs> trying to get on pit roll? It yeah. was like a wall and those little, you know, the things, the the yellow things with the sand. I don't know. I was just thinking to myself. I don't even know how I, that happened. And I tweeted, I was like, Every single week, he is involved or somehow causes a caution. I wonder what he's like on the real roads. Like, Ouch. I'd be nervous. <laughs> <laughs> That's what Renee said. That, but right. I, my what argument is, is, is that my man, Matt Kenseth, doesn't have a ride next year. But Jeffrey Earnhardt has one and has sponsors. And all he does is wreck. Mm, you heard it here first, folks. Yeah, that's just my thought. No hate. <laughs> just saying. I, you know what? That's It can't be hate when it's a fact. Yeah. You, you know what? Great point. It's a fact that that's all he does is cause <laughs> cautions and is involved in caution. Like the new Danica Patrick. Oh, it could be. Now, we're not saying we're Jeffrey Earnhardt haters. We're just saying we're not Jeffrey Earnhardt fans. I don't even know much about him other to, to be a fan, other than he's somebody's kid, than somebody's <laughs> nephew, and somebody's grandson. Okay. On that note. Well, I do want to read two more comments. Okay. So Ryan Goodman says, I look for her to be working for Dempsey Proton Racing. Welcome to the Porsche family. Ooh. Porsche. Hashtag Danica Patrick. Okay. This is a new person to our Twitter account, but I like her. She has a lot to say. 
Her name is JMP, and that is user Jenner, J-E-A-N-E-R, Bing, B-E-A-N-677. She says, good question. I wish her well wherever she lands. I do wish she hadn't had such shit for luck, but they all get plenty of that. Mm. Okay, now. Hello. Jenner or Jenny or Jenner. Okay, so that's that. So I guess... Did you have any comments? You think she's going to be? You know, I'm going to say this. It would not surprise me if she does dabble a little bit back into uh, indie. I think she's she's always had that hidden love for that ever since she came over to NASCAR. But uh, I, I wouldn't be surprised if she dabbles into that. And But that, that whole TV comment, wow, I, I never even thought about that. And you know what? I... I wouldn't mind seeing some more GoDaddy bikinis, to be honest with you, to tell you the truth. Oh, I think her bikini days is <laughs> over. I didn't think about TV. I mean, yeah. I thought about TV as in her selling her stuff on oh, HSN, yeah, totally. but that's about that. Okay, well, it is time for some predictions. Predictions, my favorite part of the show. Okay. All right. It's time for Tam and Renee's Race Predictions. Renee, who you got? Okay, well, here we go. You know what? These two guys are hot. Bush, Truex Jr. I still think Larson is up there. Larson, Truex Jr., and Bush, the three top hot guys right now. And I don't mean hot as in they're hot, hot. I mean like hot as in they're, they got a lot of momentum going right now. With that being said, I'm looking for Truex Jr. to win the race. My dark horse is going to be Kyle Larson, and I'm sticking to it. Okay, that was real quick. You don't have nothing else to say? Well, I was going to say... You just I, got I, straight to the if point? I, if I could get a dark, dark horse, I'm hoping that my man Jimmy Johnson can come through. Jimmy? Okay, well, I'm about to give you guys a history lesson. And Jimmy is very much a part of the history over at Charlotte. Because once again, Renee forgot to mention where we're racing at. Once Renee, again, I apologize. Where are we racing at next or this week? We are racing in, I have no clue. I just told you. Oh, Charlotte. <laughs> we are in Charlotte this weekend. Okay, so if you're wondering how Renee gave his predictions, it's because he knew where we were racing. He just didn't say where we were racing <laughs> because he does that every single week. That's right. Because I'm always relying on you to say it. Okay, well, I said it. We're at Charlotte. Okay. So here here's go. the history lesson for Charlotte. We typically race twice a year at Charlotte, once in May, which is the Coca-Cola 600. Mm-hmm. And then we race again there in October doing the playoffs. So playoffs? Our, yeah. You talking about, about playoffs? playoffs? <laughs> you kidding me? Playoffs? Okay. So our past 10 winners for the month of December at Charlotte include... Jimmy Johnson in 2016, Joey Logano in 2015, Kevin Harvick in 2014, Brad Keselowski in 2013, Clint Boyer, my man, in 2012, Matt Kenseth, hey, in 2011, Jamie McMurray in 2010, Jimmy Johnson in 2009, Jeff Burton, I haven't said that name in a while, in 2008, and Jeff Gordon. In 2007. So some notable patterns that I see, because that's what I look for. I study the history. Jimmy Johnson. So not only did Jimmy Johnson dominate at Dover, even though he didn't dominate this past weekend Mm -hmm. at Dover, but he's an 11-time winner at Dover. He's an eight-time winner at Charlotte. So the California boy loves 
Charlotte. Apparently. Apparently. Guess who's a four-time winner? Oh, I guess who's a four-time winner of Charlotte? That gave it away. <laughs> Kyle Bush. Oh, Casey Kane. I just said it. Oh, I thought you were going to say Kyle Bush. No, okay. Casey Kane is a four-time winner. Casey. Yeah, he's done. He's he's fried and I mean, done. he can win if he wants to, but. <laughs> okay, and Harvick, as in Kevin Harvick, Happy Harvick is a three-time winner at Charlotte, and Matt Kenseth is a two-time winner at Charlotte. In regards to Xfinity race, all that man does is win, win, mm-hmm. win. He's a nine-time winner, and you know who I'm talking about. I'm talking about Rowdy, the yeah, man Kyle himself, Bush. Kyle Busch. Kyle He's a nine-time winner in the Xfinity series at Charlotte. But guess what? I don't see him as a winner in Cup at Charlotte. Ooh. There you go. Maybe I missed it, but I don't see his name. Nope, I don't think it's coming Interesting. Up. And Austin is, a, as in Austin Dillon, he's a two-time winner at Charlotte, and he actually... How about that? Yeah, and I wanted to say that because he, he's won twice in Xfinity at Charlotte, but he won the May race this year at Charlotte, which yeah. put him in the playoffs. That's right. But he's out, so I don't think well, it matters. There you go. Just I mean, like Casey Kane. You can win if you want to, but it ain't going to mean anything. Okay, so my predictions... I'm going with Kyle Busch mm-hmm. for the turkey. Ooh. And that's another bowling term. Wow. The turkey. Going for the turkey. Three strikes right. in a row. Mm-hmm. I think he may win three weeks in a row. I wouldn't even put it past him. It's very, very doable for him. And, uh, I mean, that's what I'm saying. I mean, Kyle Bush and Trix Jr., they're just the two hottest drivers right now that are but racing I- very, very good. But Renee, I'm not going with Martin Truex. That's my dark horse. Oh, who's your dark horse? And I'm not even going with Matt Kenseth. Ooh, not even going with the quiet assassin. So now I'm interested. Matt Kenseth is going to be my dark, dark horse. Okay. I'm going with Dell Jr. again this week as my dark is horse. Is that right? That is my pick and I'm sticking to it. Come on, Dale. Okay, now let's... Uh, <laughs> That's it. I love it. And nothing else to say. In fact, I dropped a mic. Mic drop here by Tam. Ladies and gentlemen, those are her predictions. Those are my predictions. And we'd like to hear what your predictions are. Why don't you send us your predictions? Hit us up on our social media across the board at Turns No Breaks on Twitter, Instagram, and you can find us on Facebook. Leave a comment and uh, rate and review us. Please, we'd love to hear from you guys. And we always appreciate the ones that do listen to our podcast. And before we go, Whatever your religion is, uh, if you have a religion or who you pray to, please say a prayer for all the family and friends of those people who lost their lives in Las Vegas. I hope that this world gets better. I don't see it happening anytime soon, but do not be scared to go out in public and continue to live your lives. Don't let these guys win. Bye-bye. Thanks so much for tuning in with Tam and Renee. 